You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right like the man said. Boy, we got a full show for you. I mean, we got we got guest callers lined up. We got news to talk about. Copper's running the board. Good day to you, Miss Copper. Good day. Good day. It is a good day, um, and it and it's a it's a full day. So here's some things coming up for you, just so you know. I forgot to put it out on social media today, but just so you know, uh, there's been some interesting new developments in the developments in the whole Birmingham Southern situation. Uh, I, I don't think Copper. I don't think Kyle Whitmire is checking his inbox. Because I'm pretty sure that little nasty gram he sent out today about our friend Arthur Orr and how Birmingham Southern beat the passport ban, I don't think that he read his latest mail. Mm. So we're going to talk about that. It's going to be fun. Uh, in fact, we got our friend Clint Reed from the College Republican Federation of Alabama calling in to discuss it. Uh, we've got uh, another guy calling in. You, you heard me talk about yesterday about the fact that Amazon, the, their, their their facility down in Bessemer that that beat the union attempt or the unionization attempt uh, last, what, April? Uh, they had a two-to-one margin in the spread. Well, guess what? The National Labor Relations Board now in the Biden era has decided to uh, recommend that that be overturned and allowed to revote. No. Well, anyway, we got a guy coming on, Mike Perkins. He's an HR specialist who specializes in national union negotiations. He's going to be talking to us about what this means. And then uh, we have a new candidate jumping in the fray for the uh, congressional race up here in the northern part of the state. And we've got, you know, the course of the seat that Mo Brooks is uh, vacating to go and run for the U.S. Senate um, is, is now got multiple candidates, one of which is coming on at 4 o'clock. That's John Roberts, who's just announced his candidacy. And so we'll be talking to congressional candidate John Roberts and see what he has to say. But for right now, I, I got I to gotta tell you, as I'm watching things happen around the news right now and, 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 and recognizing the value of people speaking out, I, I, I had this cool opportunity to meet one of my favorite political personalities recently, uh, a guy named Nigel Farage. Uh, have you ever, Copper, you ever heard of Nigel Farage? I don't think so. Oh, see, well, he's not like an Alabama politician, so that's going to be part of it. But he is a, um, a leader of Great Britain's Brexit party. And for those who don't remember, Brexit is the name given to the fact that uh, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, they voted to exit the European Union. They were like, tired of it, losing our sovereignty, sick of all you overly socialist, even more than we are nations, uh, bleeding us dry and telling us how to run our lives. And we're Great Britain and no, we're done. And so the Brexit party, uh, he, was a, he was a leader of the Brexit party. He was a member of the European Parliament. And he was more adept at speaking truth to power than anyone I have ever seen. I mean, just amazing. One of my favorite speeches of all times. And, and it only lasts a few minutes. I'd encourage you to look it up. It is, it is so cool. Copper, here's, I guess, your homework for the day. But, but, but look it up. In 2016, now, there's a lots of Nigel Farage speeches. But look up Nigel Farage's speech to the EU in 2016 regarding Brexit. When he got up, basically, and, and the, the members of the European Union were just mad. I mean, they were, they were, they were mad. I mean, they were yelling at him. They were having to be, you know, the, 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 the president had to keep gaveling and telling them about order. And, and, and he just laughed. He's had the best time. He stood up and, and this is something, by the way, the Brexit issue of leaving the European union was so big that no one said it was ever going to happen. And socialism was handed a setback that day. And Nigel Farage stood up and he said, and I'm going to try to parody it a little bit. He said, 
Ten years ago, I stood right here and told you this day would come. And you laughed at me. Well, you're not laughing now, are you? And, of course, all the booze and everything else. I mean, he went on to tell him, I know that many of you have never held a proper job in your entire lives. And just, just, just made them look ridiculous. But he also spoke truth to power. Well, some things are happening in Alabama. And I'm proud of it. And it reminds me of that on a smaller scale. I met Nigel Farage in D.C. briefly at the uh, Trump International Hotel. Uh, he was there for different reasons. And, but we met down in the lobby. And I'm not usually the groupie guy, but I definitely got a picture made with Nigel Farage. And it, but, but I got to ask you, serious question. This week in Alabama, did you feel the mountains tremble? I'm serious. Did you feel the ground shake yesterday? Well, figuratively speaking, it did. And I think we're onto something here. You see, the ground shook in the realm of public discourse. It wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't sensational. It wasn't filled with conspiracy. There were no buildings burned. There was no insurrection. There was no stores that were looted. It didn't take massive grassroots campaigning with slogans and banners and millions of dollars in corporate grants. No one renamed a street after an organization that made a change. Nothing like that. Just some very good people just a handful of them, spoke up about a perceived injustice, and in less than a week, I think they've achieved victory. Just a group of college kids, that's what it was. Nothing to see here. I mean, what do they know? They're just, just, just a bunch of college kids. Sure, underestimate them. That'll be fun. So if you may recall, we broke a story here a week ago, uh, a week ago tomorrow. We got word from a college student at Birmingham Southern. The Birmingham Southern has decided, okay, Senate Bill 267 did pass, and, and that means that no one is allowed in the state of Alabama to require proof of your vaccination status before they can provide you, you know, services or goods, access to facilities, nothing like that, to include education facilities, both public and private. Birmingham Southern has decided to institute a number of policies that are really on the margin, and one of those was they were determined to institute a policy that says every student will pay a $500 health and wellness fee. But if you show us proof of your vaccination, we'll rebate that money to you. Well, what does that mean? That means that they have basically coerced you. And if you refuse to provide your vaccination status, that technically your education costs more than everybody else. And that's wrong. Well, a group of students didn't like it. A group of students made sure I got the word. We broke the word on Right Side Radio. It became a story overnight. We released a press release. Story was written on Yellowhammer News. It became a story on CBS 42 and Fox 6 and a number of other channels. Did, outlets did it. The College Republican Federation of Alabama picked up on it. They decided it was a battle worth fighting on behalf of their local federation at Birmingham Southern. And literally, last night, right as the show was completing, in fact, I think maybe just after, I got a contact uh, from the uh, Associated Press, and they called me for comment. Wanted to know what I thought about Attorney General Marshall's uh, guidance on Senate Bill 267. I said, you mean the one from last week? They said, no, the one from this evening. Oh, haven't seen that yet. So Attorney General Steve Marshall, I hold it right here in my hands, released. Here it is, right there, paper. But right here, Attorney General Steve Marshall released guidance that said, in effect, that the attempt to provide an additional fee is basically the school refusing to provide services or allow admission unless the student proves their vaccination status or pays a fee. 
and this policy would likely deter an ordinary person from withholding his or her vaccination status. What he's basically saying was it does appear to violate the law. That, folks, is victory. That, folks, are things happening because good people decided just to say, hey, uh, that's wrong, and we don't want it to happen on our watch. In this, great, in this case, a group of small college students were alarmed that Birmingham Southern was doing this thing, and they made it known. So on the one hand, we could call that a tactical victory, but I suggest that it was also part of a larger strategic overview. Now keep in mind, strategy and tactics. Strategy and tactics are two different things, but they work together. Tactics are the actions you take to reach a particular point, whereas strategy is defined as the larger compilation of all those points. So this was a tactical victory. This is like we're on the field of battle right now in the fight against big government and, and oppression of civil liberties. And a small group said, we see something wrong. We're calling it out. They didn't have to go to great lengths to get something done. They just made a name for themselves very quickly by saying, not on my watch. Tactics are oftentimes quick applications of decisive action, techniques, procedures. They're smaller victories that are part of the larger whole. I mean, picture like the invasion of Normandy, but the tactical advantage also included the Rangers having to take out the German guns on the cliffs at Pont de Hoc. It's a, it's a smaller piece of the bigger picture. And sometimes tactical advantage can be achieved in the short term, but strategic gains are often more cumbersome and slower. Both are equally important, all right? They are. Tactical victories can lead to strategic victories. So right side ruffians, y'all take heart. You got situations going on around the state right now. You got people down in Mountain Brook that said no critical race theory in our schools and they banded together and went to a school board meeting and made a difference. You got students at Birmingham Southern that said this is not right. And as of last night, the Attorney General of the state of Alabama agreed with them. You got people over in Gadsden right now that are mad because literally, right in the middle of their neighborhoods and their businesses and, and, and next to their airport runway, they want to, the local officials want to put a chicken rendering plant which will destroy quality of life in that area. And the good people in these areas are saying, not on my watch. You see, it's not always about huge grassroots campaigns, but it is always about good people stepping up and speaking out and saying, we can't let that happen, not on our watch. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, I mean that's that's good stuff. And I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk to Clint Reed from the College Republican Federation of Alabama. Uh, his organization stepped up and did press interviews and calls for the change. And I'll let you know. By the way, I have reached out to Birmingham Southern even today by phone and by email. I'm getting nothing. I'm asking them, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna change your policy or what? Nothing. No response at all. Yeah, we'll see. How long can they stick to that? Listen, folks, we got plenty more where that came from. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We'll be right back.